The following podcast is provided by Athira Pharma and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to the Answers for Elders Radio Network, heard on your favorite podcast platform, as well as on uh, KGNW, 820 AM and 1590 AM on in Seattle, in Western Washington. And we are also here with the wonderful Amy Shank. Um, she is with us. She's a certified dementia practitioner. And Amy, it's been such a joy sharing this hour with you. Um, you are inspirational, my friend. And that's hard to say when we're talking about a difficult conversation like Alzheimer's. Um, but there's so many things that we can do to stay emotionally healthy. And mm-hmm. as we're aging, obviously there's a, there's a process that our brains go through. And I really would love to talk to you since you are such an expert on this topic, what happens to our brain as we age normally, as well as what happens if it's not so normal, because obviously we don't necessarily remember things like we used to. I know I don't sometimes. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Thank you for your kind words, Suzanne. I think one of the things, and particularly as we get to be a woman of a certain age, just start thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, can I remember anything? So I'm going to touch on some of the most common things that people see, but I also want to direct people to alz.org. You can look up the 10 warning signs and you get a great overview of the things that, again, what I like to say is when in doubt, check it out. But here's a couple key things that kind of under kind of under um, undergird everything I'm going to say. If you are seeing things that are different in the person you're concerned about, things that are different, things that make you go you know, that's just not like them or Mm -hmm. wow, that just seems really different. Mm -hmm. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your intuition. The other thing that I think is important is to kind of take notes about what you see. Doesn't need to be a novel, but if you're concerned, again, if your antenna are, are what I call your antenna are twanging, there's a reason. Yeah, It doesn't mean that the person you're concerned about has Alzheimer's and dementia. It means there's something that needs to get checked out. Because what we know, there are so many things that can cause memory loss that have nothing to do with Alzheimer's and dementia. We talked about lack of sleep. How about if you get a new medication? Maybe a side effect is, it can be memory issues or medications that interact. If we have a high, a, a chronic condition, so diabetes or high uh, hypertension that are out of control, exactly. or if we have heart disease, and all of those things, whether we like it or not, Suzanne, as our body ages, the whole body ages. So of course, there are going to be some changes that happen in our memory. Yeah. But a critical component is that significant changes in one's ability to think, process information, understand, All of the things that the brain does, which is quite frankly, much more than just memory, Mm -hmm. those are not normal. So how many times have we uh, get ready to leave for the day and you can't find your keys or your purse or your wallet or your phone? Sound familiar? Okay. (laughs) Happens to me every day. It happens in our household every day. Yeah. We all do that. And I tend to think that, you know what, the more we have on our mind and if you're busy person and you've got a lot of things you're thinking about which is pretty much everybody nowadays 
you know what, you're prone to kind of forgetting where you put things. So a tip for that is everything in its place and a place for everything. Particularly if you're like me in the morning, because I don't move real fast, I got to have a grab and go. Something that I'd be more concerned with, whoa, is if I said to you, well, gosh, Suzanne, where did you put your keys? And you said, well, what are you talking about? It's the inability to sometimes even realize that perhaps you can't find your keys. It's yeah. the inability to retrace our steps. So how many of us have put things and the first thing you think of is, doggone it, where did I have it last? And you go back, guess what? It's right where you left it. We have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. People who are having changes in the brain that need to get checked out may not have the ability to retrace the mm -hmm. steps. Mm -hmm. All of us have times where maybe we have something on the tip of our tongue and we can't remember it, right? And you're just like, I wish I would have remembered that when I was talking to Suzanne. People with changes that need to get checked out are some significant changes, perhaps in one's ability to kind of share a cohesive thought. Exactly, exactly. We all can trail off at times, but usually we get back to the point. Sometimes with this, this situation, again, and it's unusual and it's not like them, check it out. The other thing that I think is really, sometimes we don't even realize it. Again, the brain isn't just for memory. No. Our brain is mission control. So we do so many things automatically. So for example, Suzanne, when you sent me the Zoom appointment, I knew that I had to get my computer. I had to be ready. I, had, I knew what buttons to click so that I, could, that I could be part of your show. Those things come automatically. And what we find with the disease sometimes is those steps are really hard to actually remember. Mm -hmm. So you're not on autopilot. Things yeah. like planning, those things can be can be challenging. Mm -hmm. Changes in mood, behavior. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, and, and I like to caution people that some of these symptoms can also look a lot like depression. So changes in how we feel. Now we're not all perky every day, but when people say to me, and this is to me, this is a red flag, Amy, you don't understand. My wife and I have been married over 50 years and my wife is the sweetest woman I have ever known. And she's not the same. This woman yells at me. She's actually tried to hit me. This is not my wife or husband, yeah. brother, partner. So those right. things that make you go, this is weird. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's mm -hmm. unusual. Take note of it. And the other thing, Suzanne, people seem to think is, well, you know what? Mom had a couple bad days, but she's better now. You always want to focus on the days that are not the good days. And what hopeful people do, right? Because we don't want our, the people we care about to have memory issues or to have this disease. No one wants it. So sometimes I think our own emotional protection kind of keeps us in a little bit of a bubble. And mm -hmm. I may say, well, you know, I forget things too. I mean, my mom, okay, well, maybe she got mixed up. We make excuses, not from any type of malicious place, but we're hopeful. Right. Because the last thing we want to be able to, we want to say is, oh my gosh, I think my mom has Alzheimer's disease. Because sometimes that's just, those words are hard to speak. So to your point, when you're concerned, if things seem out of character, the reason I asked you to jot it down is that that can be very helpful 
sure. when your loved one goes to the physician and right. gets checked up. I don't know, Suzanne, if you've ever had the experience where people will say, well, there's nothing wrong with my memory. You're the problem, which can be very characteristic with Alzheimer's disease. And so very many times so. people go, oh my gosh, my mom's in denial. No, I want you to reframe that. Your mom may have a brain disease. And because of the brain disease, she truly doesn't think there's anything wrong where you have significant logical evidence that there is. So you have to really be, um, and I say this in a kind way, kind of dance around that a little bit. If I said to you, Suzanne, what is wrong with you? I told you four times that we were going to do the event today. I mean, don't you ever write anything down? I mean, I think you have Alzheimer's just like mom. Well, how did that feel? It didn't feel good. Yeah. So the way we approach it, again, always has to be from our concern and what we know of our loved ones. So if Suzanne, you are my sister, I may be saying, you know, have you noticed anything, anything wrong? I'm just a little worried. I love you so much. Come from a place of love. And, you know, I, I, I know that that sounds easy, but the last thing you want to do is upset someone you love who may be having memory issues. Yeah, right. And nobody yeah. likes to be told, oh, what's wrong with you? Right. So right. very delicate conversation. And you can get some great tips at, um, at the Alzheimer's ALZ.org. Lots of information on the caregiver site because no one situation is like anywhere, right. any other. And, and, you know, it's interesting too, because you're a dementia practitioner, we are talking about Alzheimer's, but it can, if there's different forms of dementia, such as, um, I know that my mom had vascular dementia. Mm -hmm. And so she definitely, she was more into the paranoias, like, mm -hmm. like all of a sudden this custod, you know, this janitor's coming in to mop her floor and immediately my mom just goes panicked that they're mm -hmm. sno snooping through her things. And it's like, this was not my mom before, but right. I could see it, it, it was different with different forms of dementia. So one of the things I think that's really important that we talk about is it may not be Alzheimer's. Um, it may be um, vascular dementia. It may be, uh, you know, Parkinson's disease, mm -hmm. any other types of brain health, you know, mm -hmm. issues. And I'm sure that that's the only reason I just wanted to throw that in because we are talking about Alzheimer's. Absolutely. But there may be signs that it's that it's still something wrong, but it may be something different. If people have hearing issues, if people aren't able to hear what you say, they may respond in a totally exactly. inappropriate way. Exactly. They may not do what you're asking them to do. So there are a lot of there are a mm -hmm. lot of mitigating factors, just as you Absolutely. said, Susan, which gets me back to when in doubt, check it check out. Check it out. If there are things, if there are conditions that can be addressed, for heaven's sakes, you want to be able to do that. And, and what I hear many times is, and, I, and I've heard this from our team at our center is many times it's not Alzheimer's or even another dementia. Yeah. It may be something else. And your brain's too important for you to be passing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Amy, we're going to come back for the, our last segment today and we're going to we're going to talk to caregivers. Those of you that are caring for a loved one or concerned for a loved one, we're going to be your coaches. This last segment of our, your, this hour of how is the best way to kind of 
uh, position yourself? Uh, how, you know, what's the signs if you're concerned or have burnout or anything like that? Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we encourage you to check out absolutely when in doubt, check it out. There's mm-hmm. also information that you can learn about the cutting edge research that's going on with Alzheimer's right now. And that is to go to liftadtrial.com. That's www.liftadtrial. And we're excited to learn more um, from Amy Shank right after this. We at Answers for Elders, thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.